Hello, welcome along. Today I'm going to be doing the rounds with the White Rhino. Dave Allen, how are you doing, Dave? Very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. You were yawning a minute ago. Yeah, I'm tired. I've been training really hard. I've been using this isolation lockdown period to get uh, to get fit and stuff. So yeah, enjoying it. That's brilliant to hear. Where are you uh, locking down? I'm with my sisters, my sister, my brother-in-law, and my nephew. So, um, so yeah, we're all just training together. Really, we're all we're all trying to get fit in this time. I love that. Love that. Um, are you ready for this? It's six, six three-minute rounds. The aim of the game is to answer as many questions as possible. We start with the first round, which is life before boxing. What did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a footballer. Um, I wanted to be a professional sportsman. I wasn't bothered what sport. And when I got to 16 and a half and I left school, and I realised I wasn't going to be a professional sportsman or anything else. I only had boxing left, so that's when I started boxing. What were you like as a child? I was a really shy uh, kid. In primary school, I skipped one year in school and went into the year above because uh, I was that smart. This is actually true. Um, so uh, so I was I was in the kids of the year above, so a lot of them was like 18 months older than me. And primary school wasn't a very nice time for me. Um, I had a massive head. My head was the same size now when I was five or six years old. I've grown into it, so I used to get a bit of stick for that. So because the kids were a lot older than me, I used to get a bit of stick, so I was really shy until I got to about 11 or 12, went to secondary school and, that, and I started to... Uh, started to come out of myself a little bit more. Yeah, what, what kind of character were you at school? Because we all know you now, you're, you're such a big character. Were you the class clown? Were you, like you said, were you shy, like you just said? Um, I mean, like I said, when I was, when I was young, till, till probably second school, till 11, I was really shy. I wouldn't really speak very much, you know. My mum used to have to go into primary school and the teacher would say to her, like, we need David to come out of himself a little bit more. He's, he's so quiet. So, but well, secondary school, I realised I could fight a little bit, got a little bit more confident, you know, and uh, and then I was a little bit more like I am today, but I was still a little bit shy, you know, with the girls especially. I wouldn't even look at the girls at school. I, um, yeah, I was still a little bit shy, but I got a little bit more confident because I was the fastest and I was the hardest, so everything was good. So who, who was your childhood crush then? Well, Miss Robertson, my English teacher. Um, <laughs> and when I left school, I was about 18, 19, I found her on Facebook and I messaged her. And then she blocked me. Um, that's a true story as well. And then, but in terms of people that everyone will know, probably Fern Cotton, from being about 10. Yeah. Ah, mm. Fern Cotton. Who, who, was, who was your idol? Who did you look up to? I mean, as a little kid, uh, I love Roy Keane. still love Roy Keane now. Roy Keane was like the ultimate man to me. He was dear on. Loved him. Um, but apart from that, really, I didn't really have any, you know, until I started boxing. Then there was John Murray, John Keane, you know. Uh, just box that's on the TV, but I've, no, I've never really been one to idolise uh, or, or have uh, heroes to be honest. We're nearly out of time, but I'm going to ask you anyway. What moment did you realise that you wanted to do something in boxing? When I left school, and it was either that or being a warehouse. Move on to your boxing career. This is round two. Um, how would you describe your career so far? Like a roller coaster. You know, there's so many ups and downs, you know, there's so many times in my career, even four or five fights in where it was like, you know, you should probably pack in, you know, and then I got a drawing on my seventh fight, well, you should retire really, you know, and then Lenroy Thomas, I lost to him, he should retire now, I lost to White and Ortiz, and they were like, well, you should pack in, you're not in shape, you should retire, and then I lost to Tony Oka, David, you should retire, 
of Slavin Price. David needs to retire. Been told to retire probably six times in 25 fights. So, um, but every time I come back a little bit stronger, you know, after the Yoka fight, if people, if people would have said nine months later, I would have beat Lucas Brown headline in the other two, would say it was crazy, you know. So, um, but I've done it, you know, and every single time I've come back and every time, you know, there's been a, you know, a little, little uh, peak, little, no, no, what's the opposite of peak? Anytime there's been an opposite of a peak, I've come back to the peak. So, um, so yeah, no, that's what I'm doing now. You know, I guess at the minute, I guess I'm I'm back down in the dumps again. But you know, I, I firm believe in twelve months time, I'll be I'll be back uh, at the top of my little mountain top anyway, wherever that may be. Well, you just said about the roller coaster, but for you, what what's what's been the defining moment for you in your career? I think, I think the happiest I've been was when I beat Nick Webb. Um, because four weeks earlier, I boxed Tony O'Quaid concussion. Took me 12 hours to get home from Paris. I couldn't see. I was struggling for weeks after I was ill. And then Eddie said, "Look, do you want to fight uh, on the Dylan White Joseph Parker paper undercard?" And I said, "I said absolutely, yeah, of course I do, yeah." But I knew myself I wasn't well. But this was my last chance to to make something out of boxing. You know, until that point, everything, every money I'd made, I gambled and lost. Uh, and if and if I retired, then you know, no one would have remembered me. I'd have just been, I'd have just been a nobody. So. Beating Nick Webb just it just gave me everything, you know. I bought my first house, I, and I won the big one, you know, for me. So it was great. What what's what's your motivation? Um, I just to be honest, I just I just enjoy doing it, you know. I just love doing it. When I first started boxing, I just I just wanted to be a somebody, you know. I used to I remember being a little kid walking with my mum to school, and we have little conversations, and I tell her all the time, like. I'm, I used to tell her that I was special. I said to her all the time, I'm gonna, I don't know what it is, I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna be a footballer. I said, one day I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be famous and I'm gonna be best sportsman, I'm gonna do this and do that. And maybe I've not reached the, the proper heights that I dreamed of, but I've, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've done more than I thought I would even then. But running out of time, but I wanna ask you these few questions because it's so, it's so good. What's the last thing that you do before you ring walk? Are you a superstitious person? No, not at all. It depends what fight, you know. Every time I, uh, when I, when I box, the last thing I do is I, I give the, everyone who's, if you're in my changing room before a fight, then you're special to me, you know, you're either a very good friend or you're part of the team. So I like to give one a little bit of a cuddle before I go, you know. That's that's not really, it's not really a worrying thing that, like, like I'm not going to return or whatever else. It's more of a, like, thank you for this. And let's go, let's go and do it. So that's the last thing I do, really. What's on your boxing bucket list? Who who do you want to face, and what do you want to achieve? I just want to, um, I just want to headline the O2 again, you know, because people always say, you know, like, uh, can't believe you did that, or you did it, or you did it because you're popular, or you did it because of this. I want to do it again, and, and and that's all I want to do, really. I think I saw something interesting yesterday, and and it was very me because for for years and years I've killed with kindness in every in every aspect of my life, any kind of trouble I've ever had. Before. Anyone giving me stick through a box or anything, I've always killed with kindness. But I've seen something, it says you need to torture people with success, it'll feel much better. So I'm going to headline the O2 again, and all the doubters can say, All right, he was right, you know, he was a good fighter. So that's what's left for me to do. We are out of time, but I have to, you just said that you, you are this kind person, this character. But to you, what's more important? Is it the boxing accolades or is it being loved? I mean, being loved, obviously, because I mean, that that means more to me, you know. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't swap the adulation and the and the cheers and all that for for a world title. I just wouldn't. Uh, but but I guess I've got that now, and I guess that's there. And I'd like to think that's secure because I can't. I'm not going to change as a person. So so now it's all about winning stuff and, and 
and giving people some more great nights because there's been a few of them. Who do you think is the best heavyweight in the world right now? I think you've got to say Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury won Anthony Joshua too. Life after boxing. Uh, what's the end goal for you? Uh, just, just being happy, I guess. You know, having a nice little house with my wife and my kids. Um, that's what it's all about, yeah. And just having a nice, comfortable life, you know. And, and I know it sounds cliche, but just giving my kids everything I never had, because I, I never had anything. So I just want to have a nice little home. I want to bring my kids up. I want them to be able to do whatever they want to do. Hopefully they'll be footballers and not boxers. Um, yeah, I just, want to have a nice, I just want to have a nice life after boxing, a nice relaxed life where I ain't got to do anything I don't want to do. Finish the sentence. Life after boxing to me looks like... Easy work, just doing nothing, just doing as little as possible. Just, I just want to leave boxing and be in a position where I can just do all the things I want to do. You know, such as, want... such as, just such as training my boxers. You know, I've got, a, I've got a young lad now that I've been working with for a couple of years. He's turning pro, um, and in the Doncaster area, you know, I like to think I've changed a lot of lives through, through boxing and using boxing as a tool. You know, they they think they're becoming boxers, but they're not they're becoming better people through boxing because I'm using boxing as, as the thing where they've got to be and they've got to start doing certain things if they want to come to the gym with me and box. So after boxing, I, I want to continue to use boxing as a tool to make people in, in my area better. Knowing what you know now, what would you, or is there anything you would have done differently in your boxing career? I'd probably trained a lot harder. <laughs> yeah, I guess um, I've never really won for training. I guess I've only really trained for two fights out of 25 properly which when you say that that's that sounds crazy doesn't it yeah it's crazy but it's it's one of them things you know it's not always it's not always an effort thing I struggle sometimes to put consecutive weeks of training together you know sometimes I go hey well go missing for a while but um but yeah I guess that's 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 a big one but lots of things you know lots of things um boxing it's so difficult to get right that's why I respect all the top fighters you know your Fiori's and Joshua because they, they do it right, especially since Joshua has been doing it correct now. Since I met in 2012, he's not put a foot wrong. He was, he's in the gym day in, day out. He eats proper day in, day out. And I've got respect for that. And I guess if I could go back in time, there's loads of things I could say I could change. But I'm of a different mentality to them. You know, I want to eat my KFC. And I want to go away well for a few days because I need it. So, uh, so yeah, there's things I, I should change. I probably wouldn't. How, how do you want to be remembered? Do you want to be remembered as this great fun character that we all loved or, or do you want to remember yeah he had that great fight well, how would you want to be remembered I don't think there's much choice in it I think I hope to be remembered I think I think I will be remembered by the proper hardcore boxing fans I think you know they'll say David Allen yeah he was a he was a fun he was a fun character and he was in some good fights as well so I think when it's all said and done I think I don't think I've got much of a choice I think I'll be remembered as a character before a boxer but I hope when all said and done, they'll remember David Allen, the British heavyweight champion. That's, that's, that's the end goal. What do you think you'll miss the most from boxing? Uh, probably the crowd, you know, probably the people cheering in my name. When, when the first time I heard there's only one David Allen, like, I just thought they're singing about me. It was crazy, you know. Where it was, was like, that? It was in Newcastle, like three hours away from home, and I just thought, there's like a literally a, an arena full of 10,000 strangers all singing my name and I just thought this is incredible this is what I got involved in boxing for I just I, just, I wanted to be loved and, and, and that night like that was probably that's probably one of the best nights of my career as well move on to your personal life which is round four 
when you aren't working, when you aren't boxing, you're doing what? Absolutely nothing. I don't do anything. I sit at home. I literally sit at home. I don't sleep in the bed. I've made like a little, um, I've got all the cushions off my sofa, put them on my living room, back touch the radiator. I made like a little sofa bed out of it. And then uh, I put YouTube on and I, I watch, you know, the drill soccer and Jimmy Bullard trying to score loads of great goals. Uh, I watch all sorts of things on YouTube. I just literally do that. And then, you know, I train a few lads that I train at home. I do that. Uh, I go TGIs. Um, and I'm really struggling after that because I don't really do much at all. Your happiest when? I'm happiest when uh, I'm at home watching things on YouTube alone. Just, you know, with a bottle of Diet Coke, bottle of Iron Brew, you know, some popcorn. Uh, sometimes I like to go to the cinema and get some popcorn, pick and mix, large Coke. I don't go and watch a film. I just leave. I have to go straight out. I buy it and then go straight out. Go straight back home and then watch and then watch stuff on YouTube at home. So yeah, it's a very it's a very very simple life. And a lot of people that say to me, "Oh God, I bet you're mad on a night out. I bet you do this and that." But I do absolutely zero of that. But that's the thing. I think people think that about you, don't they? They assume yeah. that you're the guard and the nice character and that you're going to be out partying and doing all that kind of stuff. But nope. Yeah. Um, something we don't know about you. What is that? Um. Well, I think I think a lot of people think, like I said, a lot of people think I'm a bit of a, a bit of a party animal and a bit of um and a bit of a hard man. But I think I'm just um, I'm very quiet. You know, I don't drink, I don't socialise. I go out once in a blue moon. Um, I like one of my favourite films is Dear John. I like The Notebook. I like to sit out, watching watch a nice film on my own on my little sofa bed in there. And I'm really happy doing that, you know. I think the older I get, the, the softer I'm getting. So, uh, but I, but I'm very happy. I'm very happy that that is that is happening. What's your worst characteristic? What's your worst habit? Um, I'm very lazy. Very lazy. You know, my mum and my sister have to clean my house because that's not going to be going down well now, is it? Really? No, no. I'm very lazy. Very, very lazy. I'm using this period of time where I'm cooking meals and trying to trying to like wash my plate after using it and stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm very lazy, yeah. That's probably the worst thing. What scares you? Uh, wasps. I think I, I'm scared of wasps and trains. Like they're the two things that I'm I'm fearful of the most. And I think if you look at a wasp and you look at a train, I think they look very similar. So I think anything with a pointy head that moves fast and capable of hurting you, I'm fearful of them. So yeah, plane as well. Um, right, let's move on to fancy round, round five. Um, if you could fight anyone in the world, dead or alive, your fantasy fight, who would it be? It would be Anthony Joshua. Um, we were smiling in 2012 before the Olympics. I remember Rob McCracken ringing me like, David, look, we need a favour. Can you come and spar Anthony Joshua? And I said, yeah, of course I can. So I remember literally just turning up, just sparring, and we sparred lots for the Olympics. And we sparred a lot until around late 2015. Like I was one of his main sparring partners. I was there all the time. And I always used to think, you know what, I can beat this man, you know. Like, I know I, I know how special he's become and all he's achieved. A lot of people think I don't like the man, but that's not the case, you know. And I've got unbelievable amount of respect and admiration for him for what he's achieved. And, and I kind of saw it from the beginning. I kind of saw how much he had to work. He's not the most actually talented. I don't think there's anyone that works harder than him. But it was always the, it was always the one I used to look at and think, oh, God, I'd love to box him. You know, I'd love to box for a world title against him one day because... And people, and people, some people look at that and say, oh, well, you must not like him or you must have something against him. But 
you know what? It's, it's an admiration. It's a it's a scene where he was at, you know, before the Olympics. So thinking, he's not that much better than me, you know. Then over the years and years and years, he's grafted, he's grafted, you know, and, and his rate of improvement, he's gone like that, whereas I've gone like that. And, you know, and I guess that, that will be the drink fight. As, as all that, as, as on top of that, you know, he's, he's the main man. If you could take one person, anyone, again, dead or alive, to a fight, who would it be? Take them to a fight? Yeah. I mean, the one person, there's three people I'd love to meet. I want to meet The Rock, um, Dwayne Johnson. Like, I was a big wrestling fan as a kid, and I think he's just the coolest man in the yeah. world. I'd love to meet Denzel Washington. I just think he's, he's very much, that's very much similar, same kind of guy. And Will Smith as well. So any of them three, I'll take, take all three of them with me, yeah. They're, they're like the three, they're the three men that I look at that aren't involved in boxing that I admire, you know, that I look at and I just think, yeah, they're, they're, that's three men that I've done good there. So, so probably them three, yeah. Who would play you in a film, do you think? Rav Wilder. Do you know Rav Wilder? Yes! That yeah. is such a rogue choice! Yeah. When I, when I was a bit younger, and I used to catch <laughs> the sun quite a lot, and, yeah, it was a bit wave, yeah. People used to say a lot of Rav Wilder. And he was helicopter heroes and that, so he's experienced on camera. So probably go for Ralph Wilding, yeah. I was expecting something like Chris Hemsworth or something. I don't know. No, no. Ralph, I've got faith in Ralph. I think he can, think he can do it. And that that could happen too as well. If you had one wish, what would that wish be? One wish, one wish. Um, I don't know because I, I guess I guess I just wish everyone would be nicer to everyone. I guess I wish. I guess that's pretty pretty open-ended one. But um, I just wish the world would be a bit of a nicer place. I guess that'd be nice. Yeah. And like, and like I asked everyone, what would your superpower be if you could have a superpower for twenty-four hours? What would that be? Uh, well, I want to be able to fly, but I'd like to be invisible as well. So, yeah, twelve hours of invisibility and twelve hours flying, please. That's a dangerous superpower being invisible, isn't it? Round six, your boxed in essentials. This is your final round. Let's go into it. Um, we're in lockdown at the moment. What's your one item that you would have in lockdown if you had to have only one? Yeah, probably my iPad. My iPad's keeping me going, you know. To watch YouTube? Watch, well, well, yeah. You can watch all sorts on it, I guess. One dish to eat, one meal to eat. Uh, Sunday dinner. I'm a Sunday dinner fan. I love a Sunday dinner. Um, can't cook one, but my sister makes a lovely one to be fair. So, yeah. Okay, who's, who's the cook in your house? Uh, my sister and brother in law both cook. Uh, I make an omelette, you know, 12 o'clock every day, three eggs, a bit of cheese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What would be your film of choice to watch? My favourite film of all time is Training Day. Denzel Washington, Ethan Hawke, 2001. Great film. Watched it about 3,000 times. So, all work away. But uh, if that's not your kind of genre, like I said, no, but dear John. I like Casino, anything De Niro. Both yeah, if, you're De Niro. Watch, if you watch your notebook or Dear John on repeat, you'd be constantly weeping into your tissues. Well, I mean, after you watch it the first time, you know what's coming, so it's not it's not that bad. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I've got a very eclectic taste in films, music, the lot. Like, I, I like everything. I like watching, you know, Gangster. I like watching Goodfellas, Casino. You know, but then I like, uh, I like you know, Dear John. It's, it's, it's what I am. So what would be your song, then? My favourite song, probably my favourite song in the whole world, I'd put one song, would be The Gambler by Kenny Rogers or Feels the Gold Eva Cassidy. There's so many songs like, song, when I was a kid, you know, when you were a kid, you don't realise how important music is. As I've got older, I've realised 
songs of like meanings to them and they get to a little bit. The Gambler Kenny Rogers one that is one that uh, resonates with me. Bills of Gold, Eva Cassidy. I don't actually listen to that because it makes you think me... that's your ringwalk as well, isn't it? Yeah, but it makes me feel a little bit funny. So I don't like to listen to it. It makes me feel a bit weird. So I never listen to it in the apps. Why not? Can I ask why? It just makes you feel really funny. My stomach and my chest and that start feeling really tight. I feel like I'm going to start scrapping it. Minute, so I don't like to put it on. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if it comes on in the car. Jeez, you don't yeah. want that to happen. Um, if you could watch one fight on repeat, any fight, what would it be? I think it probably Arturo Gatti, Gabriel Ruelas. Uh, you know, in 1998, uh, Gatti's in all kinds of trouble and comes back and knocks him out. You know, I think Arturo Gatti is the one fighter. You know, he's got so many uh, great fights like that. He would be the fighter I would pick to watch all of his fights. But there's so many of them, and that's something I've been doing on Instagram, saying to people, you need to watch this fight today, Bo, Galata, Bo Holyfield. So many of them. So, yeah, boxing, watching all boxing fights has been one thing that, that a lot of my spare time has been going on. Which boxing hero would you like to isolate with? Uh, the current fighters that are going on right now, I think you probably have the most one with Tyson Fury, I think. I think that's probably where the fun's at. Yeah. And you get, the, you get the fitness stuff in there as well, because he's doing yeah. 12 years, I've been watching a bit of that, but it's a bit early for me. I don't train until 10. So. Finally, just what's, what's the biggest thing or what's the best thing that you're going to take away from this lockdown? What have you learned about yourself? Um, I think I've realised, you know, like, it sounds ridiculous, but like, I can cook, you know, I can wash a plate. Um, I can take things from downstairs, so I can put my towel radiator you know yeah um all, all yeah. vital things in life yeah, just little things like that you know i can i can turn the oven on you know i can can do stuff like that so just little things like that you know i've been getting fit you know because when i'm at home sometimes you know, my friends will say do you want to go out and have something to eat and, and i go out and have something to eat so they're eating healthy at home stuff like that whereas now i've had no choice so but you've got no distractions have you so you can skip yeah I'm, I'm sticking to me because my, my sister's a good player and uh, my brother-in-law's a proper keep fit for night, so there's nothing to eat in the house, you know what I mean? It's either eat healthy or don't eat, so, so yeah, I guess I'm getting used to, to that life. Sounds like you're in boot camp, Dave. It feels like it as well some days. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, thank you for doing the rounds with us today. Um, stay safe, stay well, and we hope to see you back in the ring soon. Thank you very much. Speak to you soon.